Welcome to Generate Joy. Today we're going to be talking about our fears, fear we have about being a minister's wife, the ways we can overcome fear in our life daily. This is a powerful episode. I know you're going to be encouraged. Let's get into it. Welcome to Generate Joy, a podcast for gospel-centered women serving in ministry with their families. I'm your host, Amy Davis, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to find consistent encouragement from someone who understands where you're coming from in ministry, (laughs) well, you found it. Every week, I'm sharing ministry mom hacks, biblical encouragement, stories from other women just like you, and more. I want to help spur you on to good works. I want to help you stay faithful to the Lord by teaching you how to balance all the things and how to move from surviving to thriving and the life God has given you right now. I know you're going to be encouraged by this episode, so let's get started. It's October here in the mountains, and it is beautiful. It is just beautiful. We love October here. In Andrews, we have a lot of fun fall festivals. We have this thing in our area called the Pumpkin Chunkin'. I don't know if you have something like that where you are at, but the fall is just so wonderful to be outside. It's cool. The leaves are changing. It's so beautiful. At the end of the month at Snowbird, we get to kind of be a part and host the Snowbird Marriage Conference. So we have two full weekends at the end of October, that are packed with marriage, with couples who are coming to Snowbird to be encouraged, and it's a weekend retreat for them. So if you come to that, if you're signed up for that, please reach out to me. Please come find me. Um, I'd love to connect with you. I would love to see how Generate Joy has been encouraging you. It's always good to connect with other ministers' wife and other people who are listening to this. It would just be a fun treat. This week on my Instagram, I took a poll asking, what is your number one fear in being a minister's wife? And I had four choices. Um, I'll just list them out. My husband would lose his job because of something I do or say. Prioritizing church over my family. Um, moral failure of some kind. And the last one was church members unsaid expectations of me. Well, over half of the women who took this survey had the same fear the fear of unspoken expectations from church members. Listen, this is such a big thing that women in ministry experience. I know because, well, you told me because of the poll, but also I have sat with women in ministry for years, and this is one of the topics that come up when we're sharing about struggles and fears and how we can pray for one another. So I thought today would be a great time to talk about it. To start off with, we need to understand fear, okay? Fear, it's an emotion. It's, and like I talked about in other episodes, like our emotions are 50-50. They're half positive and half negative. Fear sort of branches off in a lot of different things, right? Worry would be under fear. Anxiety would be under fear. Even like hesitation would be an example of how fear is kind of played out in our lives. And how we treat fear really is important because when we look at a child who's afraid, what do we do? 
If a child's afraid, a baby, an infant. I got to hold some sweet babies this past week, and some of my friends have had newborns, and another friend of mine, I got to hold her little boy while we were at the homecoming parade yesterday. So I've been able to have my arms around these tiny little babies recently, and I can remember when my kids would be startled and what I would do to comfort them, right? When they would get fearful, when they would get scared or they would be shocked, you know, and you would do the bounce with, you know, the mama bounce and you'd pat their back and you're kind of just like comforting them, reassuring them that you're there, right? Reassuring them, you've got them, everything is fine, they're okay. <laughs> and then as our babies grow older, we begin to like process through their fears and their um, anxiety, their worries, and we talk through these things with them. And I think that some of those parenting tactics, which are awesome, by the way, I think I have taken some of those and applied them in how I deal with fear in a way that's not healthy. Because, for instance, um, I try to comfort myself when I'm fearful. Oh, it's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. And then I'll try to come up with solutions for whatever it is that I'm afraid of, right? For instance, let's just give a scenario out there so that I can talk through this freely and it all makes sense. Let's say that I have a lady in my church, Miss Jennifer, who I think um, doesn't like me. And instead of praying for Miss Jennifer or trying to go out of my way to get to know Miss Jennifer, I decide I'm just going to make my route to the sanctuary in a different way so I don't run into Miss Jennifer, right? So that might be one way that I combat or comfort or coddle my own fear of this person by creating a route of escape. And I like to think of this as setting up a tower of rescue. Okay, Amy, if this scenario A works out this direction, then you can run to this tower and have this response, right? Or I might come up with five or six different towers of refuge that I would run to. If she says this, then I will say that. If she this, then that, you know, and I'm setting up these avenues of escape before I even go into an experience that is real. And it's all based on my fear or my assumed fear, my worry, my anxiety of this person um, that I think may not like me. You see how that is just like a snowball of just a nonsense, right? But we do this, right? And when I give way to fear, I think that I'm setting up control in order to coach myself, comfort myself, encourage myself through this fear. And what it happens is that that fear begins to control me. And that fear begins to create negative consequences in my life. So here are three negative consequences that happen when we allow fear to be in control. Number one, it's wasting our time. There are only 24 hours in a day. And that amount of time that we have to think clearly, to parent our kids, to work our job, to do the things we need to do in our day, and it absorbs my time. My brain thinks about these scenarios. My brain creates these little towers of escape. And the time that it takes for me to be 
like coddling and comforting this fear could be spent elsewhere. You see what I'm saying? So number one, it, it wastes our time. Number two, it wastes my energy. Now, if you have small children, you know that energy is very, very, very important. If you're raising middle school kids like me, you know that by the time bedtime comes around, the energy that it takes to stay positive and encouraging and motivating them to do what it is that they need to do to prepare for the next day can get like really hard. When we have all these extra fears and worries anxiety, these things in the back of our mind that are keeping us like focused on them, then our full energy isn't towards what it is we want to be giving our energy to. Serving others, serving our family, um, engaging in conversation, you know, being awake, you know, these extra worries, these extra fears are zapping our energy for things that we want to be thinking about. We do want to be participating in. And the third negative consequence that it has on us is that it keeps us stuck. It does not keep us in the flow of God, of being connected with God. It sidelines us. We begin to find comfort in what we can control, right? I've said that. But we begin to hide there. We begin to look for that as our um, safe place. Eventually, we will begin to grow weary. We will begin to doubt. We become useless, right? So that is how fear works in the life of a believer. That is why all through scripture, we are told, do not fear. That's just all it says. It doesn't say, take these six steps so that you can stop fearing. It just says, don't do it. Don't give way to fear. We cannot allow fear to control our emotions. Fear is going to come up. We're going to have to put it to the side. We cannot hold on to fear. We cannot allow it to be in control. We've got to let it go and put our hope in Christ, to put our hope in God. We cannot keep pre-thinking how to act before something bad happens in order to protect ourselves, right? We've got to trust that when we're in the flow of relationship with Jesus, that he is going to give us the words that we need to speak. He is going to give us the attitude that we need to have. He is going to give us the patience and the kindness and the goodness and all of those things. He's going to give us what we need when we need it. Scripture teaches us that his grace is sufficient. I love this verse in 2 Timothy where Paul is telling Timothy, he says, you need to fan into flame the gifts of God that he's put in you. And he goes on and he says, because you have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Like we have been given the Holy Spirit and God has created us in his image so that they are able to contribute his love to the world in a specific, unique way that's going to bring God glory right? And so we've got to focus on how we can fan into flame the gift that God has put in us. And in that way, we are growing in trust in the Lord and we are stiff arming the fear. We are putting to rest the worry, the anxiety. We are moving forward and we are not allowing ourselves to continue hesitating 
into what God has called us to do. The more that we depend on God, the more that we're talking with God, the more that we're being vulnerable with God, the more fruit we're going to bear, the more love we're going to generate, the more connected we're going to feel to our spouse, to our children, to our communities, right? Because God is doing that work in us. So here are a few suggestions on how you can depend more on God. Here we go. Number one, you're going to talk with God. Talk to him all the time about everything, about anything. Allow him to speak to you. Spend time listening to God. Read God's word. Memorize it. Put it in your ear pods while you're doing the dishes. Absorb God's word. Make it become that light unto your path, a lamp unto your feet, right? And the last thing is to be vulnerable and be real with God. Like when we are dealing with these emotions and these fears that we have, we've got to be honest with God. God, I am just whoo, drowning in this fear of what people are thinking about me. And I know that no one has said anything, but I just have this anxiety that like everybody out there is expecting me to whatever it is right? And just create that open communication with God so that when these emotions come up, that truth that you have been pouring into your mind, it's going to overshadow that fear and it's going to remind you, hey, don't fear. I love that so much. As I've been doing this study, it's just been such an encouragement because scripture just says, don't do it. Don't fear. He doesn't give like, here's the five steps. you, And I love that. It cracks me up. It's like, nope, just don't do it. So don't do it. Don't give your time. Don't give your energy. Don't let yourself get stuck in series of thoughts about fear, right? Submit it to the Lord. You've got this. I hope you're encouraged by this episode. It's kind of short, but I know you're going to be encouraged. All right, friend. That's all I got to share with you today. I hope you have an awesome week. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Generate Joy. If you know somebody who might benefit and be encouraged by this episode, go ahead and share the podcast with them. And it really does help other people find Generate Joy if you leave a starred review or a comment. So if you have two seconds, just scroll down to the bottom of wherever you're listening to your podcast right now and leave me a starred review. It would really bless me big to hear what you're thinking about Generate Joy and help the podcast be found by more women who are wanting to grow in their faith. All right, friend, have an awesome rest of your week.